0: This is a gum Podcast. Hey guys, it's Laura. And Angela. We are about to start this week's show, but first we want to thank our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Adam and Eve is where we get all of our sexy
1: stuff. They've got lingerie. They've got toys. Vibrators. So many different kinds of vibrators. Your brain probably can't even wrap Around the idea of how many vibrators there are. It's true. They're kind of the experts in
0: everything sexy, getting you ready for that sexy date night, or I should say post date night, or that sexy night alone. Whatever you're doing, you can get everything on adamandeve.com. And for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any
1: item. And when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Amazing. So much free stuff. Go to adamandeve.com.
0: Use our code SINGLE at checkout. That's S-I-N-G-L-E at adamandeve.com. Use our code SINGLE at adamandeve.com. Now Now let's start start the show. show.
1: This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 this is why you're single. Ba, 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 Welcome to the This is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spira. We are the co-writers of the book, This is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Owning the holidays. You need to own them. They're coming up. They're right around the corner, guys. This is true. This episode
0: airs on the 20th, so like a couple days away. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the most extra marriage proposals of 2017, and how to have a romantic vacation. Then we are diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, Angela, what is going on with you and the holidays?
1: Um. Well... My holiday gift giving has not been that stressful this year because Ian and I made the very grown up decision to exchange gifts about a month ago. Wow. And tell each other what we were what we were doing. We we like it was like a business decision. We sat down and we were like, okay, we're gonna do this. It was like more financial yeah. discussion. Well, so what wound up happening was we were both thinking about getting each other the same thing and it was like an experiential gift and then it just came up in conversation and we were like, oh. Okay, let's just like get that for you. Co- coordinate, pick a date, done, boom. Do what? What is this experiential? We're going to see a magician.
0: Oh, this <laughs> is why you're embarrassed by this? Are you seeing it ironically?
1: No, okay, let me explain. So it's actually a lot cooler than that. So if you guys ever come to New York, I recommend highly the McKintrick Hotel. It's very cool. That's where Sleep No More is. That's where Sleep No More is, but they're doing another show called The Illusionist's Table.
0: This is great. I'm very into the McKendrick Hotel. I don't know why you seem slightly embarrassed by your decision to go there.
1: I mean, magicians are uh, an acquired taste. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but this is not a magicianist, this is an illusionist, so I guess it's cooler. Um, but you get like a, a whole dinner, and you get a bottle of wine each per person. Wow. So I'm going to be like, it's magic, it's real.
0: Yeah, you're going to be <laughs> so drunk. You're not gonna, He's going to be like, well, what card did you pick? Was it a, a four of clubs? And you'll be like, I don't remember.
1: Yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Um, n- I've not been sure if I should get like a little additional surprise gift. You know, Maybe like a a $10 something. I know, but what I really want to get is a bamboo Squatty Potty. (laughs) You already have a Squatty Potty? No, we got rid of it when we moved into our new apartment. Why would you do that? You were big fans of the Squatty. We were really big fans. But you know, Squatty Potties, they have an expiration date. You know, you you can't have it forever. I guess if you don't watch it. (laughs) Well, we were sharing it with lots of roommates, if you recall. It was gross. So they were just many feet. On, All right. On the squatty potty. So, and so you're you to wash it. And, like and it once was a plastic. Week. I want to upgrade to the fancy schmancy bamboo one. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a Valentine's Day gift. Maybe you know that's what? more of a romantic love gift.
0: I would like to pitch for the squatty potty is that they make a squatty potty that has like foldable legs so that oh. you can like tuck that shit away in the cabinet. Because, like, it's kind of like, I, I know like poop is a taboo. People are embarrassed. They don't want to talk about it. But, like, you're like, yeah, I own a squatty potty. It's cool to be. To be, you know, yeah, to own it. We're talking about owning the holidays, owning your squatty potty, (laughs) owning your squatty potty. But at the same time, like, there's not. I don't want to. I don't want everyone to see my squatty potty. Not everybody. Like my best friends, sure. Certain people, I don't care. But there's some people that come over to the house. I don't want you to see a
1: squatty potty. Listen, I I want. I need a foldable squatty potty. It is the holidays. Last year we had a, a holiday party, and our squatty potty was a great icebreaker. I know with everyone would people. go in and use the bathroom and be like oh my god you have a squatty potty let's yeah. talk about it <laughs> well, there you go. whatever to each their own anyway
0: so I've tried to give I like cannot hold a gift secret like at all and I always want to know what my gift is that's I've, the worst I've tried like months in advance to be like Nick what did you get me what did you get me Nick can I give you my gift Nick can I give you my gift and he won't let us exchange gifts before like Christmas day
1: yeah well the the catholics or those that were raised catholic very strict about that santa santa comes on christmas morning laura this is true i'm lucky this year because hanukkah
0: comes rather early so i'm hoping i can use that as a way to get at least get my gift early yeah yeah i'll be I like mean, look i'm holiday. jewish you need to respect that i'm jewish and i need my gift on whatever day hanukkah is this year i don't even know <laughs>
1: you're <laughs> such a good such a good u.s
0: <laughs> well i guess by the time you're listening to this episode it will have already happened uh let's see hanukkah 2017 what day does it start this starts december 12th oh it ends december 20th so there you go by the
1: time you're listening to this hopefully i will have already gotten my gifts. <laughs> happy last night of hanukkah everyone <laughs> <laughs> exactly um well i like being surprised so i'm sad i i know what i'm getting you should count your blessings, Laura. All right. I am. I'm com- complaining about everything. <laughs> uh, what, what else is going on in your life? Um, well, so,
0: you know, the holidays are around the corner, like we said, and we're going to Nick's family's for Christmas. Oh. And there's a lot of pressure because, you see, I have this problem. I started a custom when the first year that I went to Nick's family, I was beyond nervous. I I think I maybe spoke like five words that whole week and I was just so so nervous because probably it was his whole family there, not just his immediate family. And he has like a lot of cousins that are, that are like my age. I remember like a couple things I said stupid. I I don't even know where I like, we were talking about numbers and I was like, yeah, like 60% or no, I was like 70% and like 40% and they're like, that doesn't add (laughs) to a hundred. Like I was just so nervous that numbers weren't like working anyways, um, But I started this custom with his parents where whenever I go for Christmas, I did this on the first year, was I bought like a fancy platter and I baked cookies. So I was like the good girlfriend that showed up with cookies. And I've like always told everybody, like, first time you go to meet the parents on a holiday, like, like, it's a great thing to do. You just like buy a platter, bring cookies and they get
1: to keep the platter as a gift are are st- store bought cookies okay do you think um
0: I mean it means more if, if i can mean make it. yeah, I it's like
1: kind of lame to like I've always brought
0: store bought, I know uh, yeah, it's just I like it doesn't it's really a big difference because you're like I made these myself it just it, it's a big difference, a big difference angela right, fine well i' been what are you doing? I've been fucking it up what for all you, these years. what are you doing No, I'm just kidding um. But I have a problem. I'm approaching year seven of going to his family's (laughs) for Christmas. And at this point, I think his mom's like, please don't give me any more fucking platters. (laughs) Like, what am I going to do with all these goddamn platters? But I've already started a tradition. And it's kind of like what they say with businesses and like workplaces. Like once you start a perk for Mm. employees, you can't take that perk away. So if you have like amazing snacks in the kitchenette and all of a sudden you take snacks. Right. Like. Employees are gonna be pissed. If you have like a yearly retreat and all of a sudden you stop doing your like yearly retreat, employers are gonna be like, this place is going to shit. That is true. It's so true if you have like, If you have bagel Fridays and all of a sudden you cut bagel Fridays, all your employees are like, oh, this place sucks. I need to get a new job. Whereas like if you never institute a perk to begin with, people don't expect anything. (laughs) So once you start a perk, you have to
1: keep the perk up. And I have started a perk and I don't know what to do. Do I keep this perk up? Um, I mean, have you considered maybe getting creative about what you serve the cookies in? Like she's good on platters for sure now. Yeah. But maybe like a bowl. Oh, oh a a cookie bowl
0: maybe i just think she's good on like all kitchen related things at this point (laughs) like (laughs) with my like six platters i've given she could put a little bit of salad on all the platters instead of a bowl i don't know i mean these are these are small problems
1: but this this is i get it i understand i understand i think you could do disposable Maybe she's just all about the cookies. That's true. But but also the problem with the
0: cookies is every single time, like nobody eats my cookies because his grandma makes like 200 cookies and and they're way better <laughs> than anything I make. So I they don't want the cookies or the platter, but I also don't want them to think that I've like gotten lazy and like not putting right. in the effort.
1: You know, I have to say I relate to this because I've been going to many family functions with Ian's family and I always bring something even though I don't make it but his family's all very health conscious so i'll bring like magnolia's cupcakes like which are like famous in new york and everybody loves them and then they're like ugh all right we'll have a quarter of a cupcake yeah <laughs> I'm like all right and then when i leave they're like take the cupcakes with you <laughs> I'm like no they're a gift but you're like fine
0: i will <laughs> yeah i will eat them cuz magnolia's are great
1: but yeah, that's always that's always awkward when you when you bring a f- food item as a gift and then people tell you to take it back with
0: you. Yeah. Um, I also have something else I wanted to talk about that I thought was dating related and interesting. Okay. Okay. So my little brother just had a job interview and he got the job. So I'm really proud of him. But it was funny when he was telling me about this interview, I was like, oh God, what kind of advice did like mom gave you because I know exactly the advice mom gave you mom she had oh so he had a lunch interview I should say he had like a bunch of interviews but one of them was a lunch interview and I was like I know the exact advice mom gave you she'd probably give you a list of food that you can and cannot eat on the lunch interview because since I've been like eight years old my my mom has been like instilled in our brains what food you can and cannot eat on lunch interviews with that's people great.
1: that's really good applicable advice
0: it's actually very amazing advice and i thought that this is also good food that you probably should need eat on like a first second oh. maybe even the third date you okay. know okay because that's the it's like messy it's just messy and like a job interview a job lunch interview is very similar to like an early date i mean you don't want to get messy till you like are comfortable enough with somebody and know somebody you know like at this point there's like stuff drooping down my face and i'm like Slightly embarrassed, but like really not at all. But yeah. uh, okay, so I asked my mom to give me a list of all the food that she's been telling us because I couldn't remember everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, need, I called her and I was like, "What? I'm going to talk about this on the podcast, mom. What kind of food should people not eat on job interviews or dates? And here's what she said. She said, do not eat runny eggs, spaghetti pasta, grainy greens that can get stuck in your teeth. Smart. Don't eat any food with bones. No finger food like shrimp that you have to peel nothing with syrup because it's messy and like it'll end up on your hands and it'll be sticky no matter how hard you try to not nothing that can be juicy on your face so like the whole point is like messy foods you want to avoid because like it's gonna be embarrassing you're like trying to like you're on a job interview and you're like trying to tell them like why you know what your greatest weaknesses are and then you've got like you know spinach in
1: your teeth or yeah. like little chia seeds i'm surprised did she not get into like stinky foods too cuz i i remember being on a date once where somebody ate like onions oh, and i yeah. was like i it's coming through your pores my friend
0: that seems yeah probably pretty obvious i mean if there's yeah stinky foods yeah just <laughs> definitely don't, really don't order something that's like the on, such- the onion garlic like <laughs> it, the on um, um, the roasted stuffed onion with garlic special. Yeah, not great. No. Okay, but she told me some good foods to get. Oh, good. She said chicken, you know, as long as it doesn't have like all the bones in it, of course. But a chicken is nice. Mm-hmm. Salmon is great, something you can easily cut with a fork. A salad with big lettuce that won't get stuck in your mouth, but also, you know, that can be easily cut mm-hmm. so that you're not like, you know, eating and where you've got like the big lettuce out of your mouth. Um, and of course, this goes without saying, don't order the most expensive thing on the menu. Yeah. So I
1: forgot to ask my brother what he ended up ordering on his lunch interview. I mean, which he is... probably was like, he saw the menu and was probably sweating. Like, oh, my God. I <laughs> keep okay, trying to remember. <laughs> There's like one thing on this menu that I can order. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. But I thought that would be interesting for our, our listeners. Just yeah. keep, keep this stuff in mind. Uh, it seems obvious, but then... But then it's kind of not. You just kind of... Then you get there and you're like, mmm. You're like, you order what you You order like the... You're like, oh, I'll have the spaghetti Coke. How do you say? I don't know. You're Italian. (laughs) Carbonara? I think that...
1: Is it spaghetti carbonara? I I don't don't,
0: even know. Maybe those are different dishes. I don't know. You're Italian. I'm a bad Italian. One last thing before we move on to the news segment. It has come to my attention recently... That some listeners think that when I'm telling stories about my quote friends, they think that that's code for stories about me. And I just want to put it out there that it's not. I have (laughs) never pretended that it's a friend when it's a story about me.
1: Yeah, I can affirm I'm here in the studio with Laura. She's not doing air quotes with her fingers when she says my friend. No,
0: it's really just stories about my friends. I just can't say their name because they don't want me to say their name. And also I'm pretty open I tell like a lot of crazy stories about myself if if all the stories I told about myself
1: and the stories I told about my friends were about me I would have the craziest life in the world yeah I mean it would make sense that you were hosting podcasts about dating I guess I guess uh, but no not not the case
0: anyways for the record we're always very honest if it's a story about me it's about me if it's a story about my friend it's about my friend yep so just thought you guys would know want to know that all right it is time for us to
1: jump into what's in the news Angela, what have you been reading? Um, so, well, it's almost the end of the year. A lot of websites are doing kind of... Looking looking back on 2017, Cosmo did the 25 most extra marriage proposals of 2017. What was that publication? The Cosmo. Sexy. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Pugachevsky wrote this piece, and I really enjoyed reading it. How do you feel about extra marriage proposals? Are you into, like, the big spectacle?
0: I really think... It- It depends. So many of them I'm just like, ugh, eye roll, eye roll. But I don't know. I mean, every now and then I'm like, okay, it's really cute when somebody puts in a lot of effort because I also, I equally eye roll at proposals that just don't have a lot of thought into them because then it's just not a meaningful story. And you have to know when you're proposing to someone that everybody and their mom, their literal mom, is going to say like, how did he propose? So like you need to have some story. But like, not one that's just like
1: barfy cute. I will say that you probably have, I mean, granted all the other proposals that I know of are very like standard proposals. So by comparison, you would have the most extra marriage proposal that I know of IRL. Really? In real life? Yes. I feel like mine was pretty simple. It was on a stage. There was a spotlight. It was there, a stage. There was
0: trickery involved. There was a little trickery. That's true. Uh, For those that don't know my proposal story, I guess we'll tell you really quick. Angela and I had just finished doing a live sketch comedy, This Is Why You're Single, performance. It was Valentine's? Yeah. 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 It was for the weekend of Valentine's Day. It was the day after Valentine's Day. and. I thought I had some feeling Nick was going to propose on the day of Valentine's Day, and he didn't. I was like crying that day, so I almost ruined my proposal. But then, and then I was like, you know what? We got a show tomorrow. (laughs) The show must (laughs) go on. The show must go on. So I had totally forgotten about it by the next day, by February 15th, and we did our show. I'm outside talking to "quote unquote" fans, aka just my friends, and um, and they're telling me how great the show was, which always makes me feel great. And then and then I get a tap on the shoulder. Hey, hey, we need we want to take a cast photo on the stage hurry you know the next show is about to start we got to take a cast photo on the stage so i'm like okay all right sorry guys i'll be right back have to take a photo and um and, and I, the best
1: part is i thought we were really taking a photo and
0: angela was so sad <laughs> I was like, okay
1: let me put my makeup on and they're like no dummy no no
0: <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted to tell angela which is good because it would have been in your head the whole performance that's and, true yeah So, but the rest of the cast knew, and then I go on the stage and it's empty, but like lit really beautifully. And Nick is just standing there. And then I think he very quickly got. I kind of knew what was going on, but I was so in shock. And then he got down on my knee, and there was no, there was no audience because audience is a little cheesy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like Nick did it right. He did everything like a little off center. Like the 14th would have been basic, but the 15th, (laughs) I guess, to me is perfect. Except that I almost (laughs) ruined it,
0: and then and then doing it. In front of an audience is like, all right, like, we've seen that happen on, like, Ellen DeGeneres enough times (laughs) and Beyonce concerts enough times, but he did it when the audience had left. Yeah, he did everything, like, almost an extra proposal, but, like, a little bit off, which for the better or worse. (laughs) Yeah, I think
1: that's better. My ideal proposal, I think, would be private, but, like, within close proximity of people that I care about so that it could be, like, private moment, but then, like, hey,
0: everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I, w- I was glad I was actually really glad that you and the cast was there because that had been like my happy place was doing a yeah. sketch show and then also I was happy because you guys could take pictures from yes the tech booth because <laughs> you, you also want it documented there are paparazzi like my friend he's a photographer for like it's, I think it's called paparazzi proposals and their whole thing is that they like sneak in a bush like yes. a paparazzi and will like take pictures of your proposal
1: that's a really big thing now actually people like planting a photographer or just having a friend with the iPhone. And it's funny that recently Ian was like, um, what what do you think about that? And I was like, "Eh, I don't know. What do you think about that? (laughs) And he was like, I hate it. I think it's dumb. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's dumb.
0: (laughs) I feel, I feel mixed because sometimes you see these pictures and they're, they just look so professionally shot where you're like, were you really even in the moment? Like it was just, it's just seems so staged. Like I'm like, did you recreate the proposal? It's like, do you really need a hundred, I don't need a hundred picture photo album of your proposal. You know, when people share like a hundred pictures on, I'm like, just one is good. Like, but it's nice to have that moment captured.
1: I feel, yeah, exactly. I feel both ways. It's like, it's extra uh, is the the theme of this segment, but also, yeah, it's nice to like have the memory. So I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. So more about extra proposals. Yeah.
0: What were some of the, of the best ones of 2017 that Cosmo came came up with
1: so one guy uh he handmade this like wooden necklace for his girlfriend which was nice enough as it was but then he hid a ring inside of it and then she wore it for every day for over a year not knowing there was a ring inside her necklace and then on their anniversary he like smashed the necklace open and the ring was in it
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I feel mixed about this
1: one my initial reaction was I would have been like you broke my necklace
0: (laughs) okay this is how i feel maybe call me like heartless and judgmental i think the wooden necklace was really ugly oh it was
1: a hideous hideous <laughs> necklace
0: the necklace itself was soup su- soups ugly but but and then also so many questions <laughs> you knew you were gonna i just my my proposal got not dragged out for a long time but like we had gone to look at rings like I think over a year, maybe maybe just a year. So he knew he was going to propose for a year. Why did he need to wait a full year? Why not just right. do it as soon as he knew he was going to propose? Because he was being extra. That's so <laughs> extra, though. Like, why wait an entire year to propose when you know you're going to marry this person? Also, if you aren't sure you're going to marry this person and you're like, I'm, I think so, so I'm going to put this ring in this necklace just in case and then see how things go for the next year. Like, what happens if they break up? And he's like... I'm breaking up with you and I need the necklace and she's like, no, fuck you. Like, they're like, I'm keeping the necklace. That's my necklace now and he's like, wait, I I need, no, give me
1: the necklace. (laughs) What if she loses the necklace? What if, I was thinking that if she lost it. What if she's like, this is ugly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it Air quotes. <laughs> and there's a
0: diamond inside. But yeah. Like she doesn't know. I have so many questions.
1: Many questions, but it all worked out. They are, I think, happily married. So good for them. Great. Next extra proposal. Um, another guy with like lots of patience uh, uh, and doing like an investment in the long run. He wrote a letter to his girlfriend over the course of three years. Multiple wrote letters. Up, multiple letters. And each letter started with... Um, like a w for will so he spelled out will you marry me so it was like w y m m so the first letter of every it's
0: kind of the word letter is yeah the first letter of as an a b c d e g of every love letter started with a
1: different letter that spelled out will you marry me yeah so when you put it together it said, will you marry me? Okay,
0: lots of questions for this one too. What if she's not the sentimental type who keeps all love letters, number one? Number two, like maybe she would read like the Marie Kondo book and it's like, I need to get rid of all paper. <laughs> yes. And she like throws them out and it says like, and she throws out all the letters that spell out, will you marry me? What then? Also, three? Three years. Fucking years? Like, what is up with people waiting so long? Like when you know you're going to marry someone, just propose to them if you're a hundred percent sure. Three
1: years to me, that almost makes it mean less because it's like you were not that enthusiastic about <laughs> marrying me that you were able to wait three years, or like three years ago you were like, "This will if if this all shakes out, it'll be a romantic thing in the and end." And if it
0: doesn't, she'll never put yeah. it together.
1: <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that one.
0: But I mean, the idea is like very unique, but maybe I would get it of like like a bunch of love letters over three months. You know, maybe he, he could just tell her like, hey, I really, I, I'm really into love letters. I want to write you love letters and like a three months, but three you years. Know, write me one letter. Write me one letter and then you could highlight different letters within the one letter. Oh, that's cute. That would be cute if like one love letter and like the first just the first letter of every sentence and it spells out will you marry me these are
1: ideas for, for 2018. Because
0: three years is like too, too much.
1: All right. Too All much. right. What else we got? Um, So another guy, he had his girlfriend. So he had a tattoo on his leg that said like, will you marry me? Check yes or no with like little boxes. But it was hidden. It was hidden. And then he was like, oh, like I want my girlfriend to give me a tattoo. So he like gave her the the tattoo gun, whatever. I don't think she had ever given a tattoo before. So he, very trusting as you should be with someone you're going to marry. Um, And then he like lifted up his pant leg. And he was like, check yes or no. And she's like, I get like And she checked yes.
0: It was a very wobbly
1: <laughs> check I <know>. mark. <laughs> I was surprised that she, I, I would have been like, oh, I thought this was a bit like, you don't really want me to like actually tattoo you now, yeah. do you? But
0: no, she, she did she, it. She did it. We watched the video together. We were like, yeah. oh, she checked yes in the red ink. I actually like that one a lot. I
1: thought it was cute.
0: Yeah, if a guy has like tattoos all over his body, like that's actually I'm I'm like weirdly of all of them. I'm like really into the <laughs> tattoo proposal.
1: You're right though. It worked because he had like other cool tattoos. If that was your only tattoo, <laughs> fuck no. Well, the- <laughs> <laughs> little, little lame. Little yeah, lame.
0: <laughs> yeah. He had, he was like a super tattooed bro. So so it like it was like kind of a fun story. Yeah, and it's better than tattooing a girl's name on you in a way yeah. you know it was like okay that kind of honors her it's and more it's, original it's sweeter it was fun yeah <laughs> i'm weirdly into that one
1: <laughs> um the next one was just uh i loved because i'm a big fan of fiona the hippo i don't know if you guys know fiona the baby hippo she's a big deal big um, viral hippo <laughs> star big viral hippo this couple went to the zoo and uh, he proposed to her right in front of fiona's tank and fiona did a little Photobomb behind them. <laughs> Great grammable engagement. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, the best we could all hope for. Um, another guy created a movie trailer wherein he it was like his proposal to his girlfriend, and then they went to the movie theater to just see a regular movie and during the previews this trailer starts playing and it was his. And at first you don't know.
0: Her. I mean it like it definitely looked like it definitely looked like a Shoddily put together movie trailer. Best quality. But it was like, you know, pictures of the universe and like pictures of the world at the beginning. And then, and it was like, we searched like the world. I'm probably totally, this is probably not what it says at all, but this is the gist. The gist is that like, we all search for something meaningful and on this planet in the universe, people we can connect with. And then all the, and then it like goes into like a slideshow of them. And that's when she's like, oh my God, that's us.
1: (laughs) <laughs> i was just like why was this trailer so terrible and then i realized that you were proposing yeah exactly um so that's fun if Not you a like fan of that one. if you like movies you know it's fun um
0: yeah <laughs> i guess that's better than like a ballpark
1: yeah you know, i would like, prefer will that. will you
0: marry me at the dodgers
1: stadium? i mean i like movies more than i like sports so yeah. sure um you know what would be
0: fun it was cute that he did it it was actually in the trailers of a real movie
1: so that yeah, yeah that but was he had to pull a lot of strings for that. I would like a proposal in the pre movie trivia that they play. Oh. it could be like all trivia about our relationship and then it leads up to a proposal. Yeah, but not everyone. Remember what I said about wanting a private
0: <laughs> engagement. But people that are really at trivia night don't want like all of trivia night to be about you. No, and No, like Ian. the trivia
1: that they play before a movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like the movie trivia, but yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. And i yeah, be that like, be wait fun. a minute.
0: Uh, yeah, that could be fun.
1: Um, okay, another one. Uh, a gay couple had um, they were on Splash Mountain right before they like take your picture when you go over the the little the the hill, whatever you call it, yeah. um, and the guy up the sign that said will you marry me but he was behind his boyfriend so his boyfriend didn't know what was happening until they until looked, they at, looked the pi- at the pictures yeah which that, is really funny
0: yeah that's fun
1: uh, and then the the last one was like this beautifully chore- chore- choreographed dance this like couple they were both dancers and they were dancing and then he just like seamlessly like did like the robot into like p- holding out his ring it wasn't <laughs> really the robot but i just call every every yeah, dance the robot
0: yeah They were like they basically were like dancers at a dance studio, and you know you see on YouTube like dance studios will do videos of their dancers doing like choreographed dances to whatever. So I guess they were like a dance couple.
1: Yeah, and they they did a very sexy dance. There were children.
0: Yeah, it was very it was a very hot dance. I'm like really into this one actually. I'm into the tattoo one, and I'm into this one the most (laughs) because they were dancing. They're like a hot like dance couple. And they're just working out their newest routine. And then at the very end, he goes like straight into the the, like the knee. And she knew immediately. She was like, "Okay, this is he's proposing. Yeah, this is
1: not part of our routine. Yeah, I'm happy for them. I don't know if that would work for me. I'm not really comfortable dancing. So don't uh, I don't want like my milestone moment to be while I'm like doing the jitterbug, you know. (laughs)
0: Angela, I love you so much, but there's no way that that proposal is going to happen to you.
1: Me and Ian, come on, like, these were, were like, professional dancers. These were like J Lo backup dancers.
0: <laughs> you don't have to worry about that becoming your proposal.
1: I was really worried, Ian. Don't take tips from them. Um, I have no idea what I envision for my proposal. Really, I just hope that it's sentimental or like well thought out, but not like cheesy.
0: Yeah, it's weird. As much as I was really excited to marry Nick, I didn't really have any proposals in mind, which I guess is good because people don't read your mind and it's also really not fun to tell someone exactly what you want and then have them do that because it just feels like a little disingenuous you yeah know?
1: and then if you have a really specific vision and it doesn't happen you're going to be disappointed
0: yeah i didn't really have one
1: which which is weird
0: because i have a plan for everything <laughs> but yeah i didn't have one planned
1: out which is good i would like fiona the baby hippo maybe to be involved
0: that i but. can see that being for you or like maybe like at a dolly parton show
1: yeah my only stipulations fiona or dolly yeah um so that's that was what Cosmo was talking about. What are you reading about, Laura? So I was reading
0: the New York Times. This is an article by Shivani Vora called How to Have a Romantic Vacation. So Shivani Ooh. interviewed Claudia Palma, who is the director of romance at Las Ventanas al Paracio, a Rosewood resort in Los Cabos, Mexico. And I love that they have a director of romance. I know. What does she do? So her job is to help couples who are guests at Las Ventanas plan romantic getaways to Los Cabos, Mexico. And that sounds like such a fun job, right? I know. It's just to like make people have a romantic vacation. Can she be a guest on the podcast? We should reach out to her. Yeah. And then she can let us stay for free. That would be great. That would be the only time that we will fly to interview a podcast guest. Fine. we not come. They don't need to come to us. We actually insist they do not come (laughs) to us. We come to you and stay with you. So here's what she said. These are her tips. She had basically five tips. Number one get personal she said sure there's a lot of the standard rose petals on the bed you know requests of a bottle of champagne and those are all really nice but if you want to make your trip that much more special you need to get personal so here's some ideas she said you can enlist your hotel's concierge to help you enlarge pictures from past trips and then display them in your room prior to arrival oh are you into that um mm,
1: i'm, I'm definitely, not i'm not into the rose petals at all I am. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, it's, I'm not judging others who are. It's just for me personally, it's like, it's done. Okay.
0: Yeah. Done. Yeah, but I still like it. I'm down with the rose petals and champagne. But that stuff she says- Oh, is like, champagne I'm down with. She said she, those are just basic things that everyone
1: should do. Right. Well- And,
0: and Nick, I hope you're listening to this <laughs> of how to make our trip romantic. Okay. So I'm really not into the enlarged pictures. For me personally, I'm not into that. But I'm into the second suggestion suggestion. She says you can request at the restaurant where you're having dinner play your wedding song in the background. Oh. Or your if you're not married, just your
1: song. Um, I would like that, but I wouldn't want it to be a big deal. You know, like no, not I would all. want them to be like, and this one goes out to in
0: an age. No, we don't we're not listening to like, you know, r- radio at like eleven p.m. at night. What is right. who's that like radio? What's her name? Delilah. We're not listening to Delilah <laughs> at eleven p.m. Okay. Um. So I like that one. Her third suggestion for getting personal is have a bottle of your partner's favorite wines so that you can enjoy it with your meal. I don't really have a favorite wine. I don't know wines. I just pick nice ones based on the the bottle's label. Mm-hmm. So that one wouldn't really work for me. But the but the song I like. Yeah. Okay, second suggestion is surprises. She's like, surprises, 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 never get old. And, you know, when you've been with someone for a long time or you just get into a routine, having surprises restore your romantic bond with your partner. These can be small gestures like surprising them with breakfast in bed, with their favorite meal, or even more extravagant such as a private beach dinner. I am very much into that. Or a romantic sunset cruise. Nick gets seasick, so we have to make sure the water is still. Or even a fire fireworks display if you want to go shebang shebang like a private
1: fireworks display i mean
0: i guess how private can it be
1: bougie bougie
0: i guess maybe what you could do is you could like go in go in with it with like a few other guys at the at the resort and be like hey so we're gonna tell our ladies (laughs) this is especially for you but but let's all pitch in on the for the firework display that or
1: you just buy one sparkler and hand it to her and then you have a private fireworks display no Um,
0: she says disconnect to reconnect so this seems obvious but you know people forget to do it it's important to be present put away your devices number four was try a new activity this kind of goes hand in hand with with the surprises I think but if you know if you've never been horseback riding or you've never done off-roading ATV you should try a new activity I don't know I've done both of those it's Mm -hmm. hard if there's any activity I would have wanted to do I probably would have already done it although I haven't really ever, oh my God, my brain is freezing. What's not, not skydiving, but uh, not bungee Bun- jumping. Oh. The one where you go across.
1: Acro- oh, like uh, zip lining? Zip
0: lining. Thank you. Zip lining. I've always really wanted to go zip lining outside.
1: Yeah. I'm, I would like, to, maybe we can do that together because. Oh, we can
0: reconnect. <laughs> yeah. We, or we could try a new activity.
1: You can blow up pictures of me and then we can go zip lining. And then, uh, yeah, I would
0: love that. <laughs> <laughs> No, play our song yes which would be
1: this is beyonce's, single <laughs> or
0: our theme song for our podcast.
1: <laughs> please don't play that everyone anyway. else at dinner would love it
0: yeah i was thinking beyonce's single ladies would be our other song yeah. um and then lastly her suggestion is to write a love letter she said it may seem old fashioned but a love letter is a simple beautiful way to show someone that you care at her hotel they encourage guests to write handwritten letters to their partner, and then they deliver them alongside breakfast in the morning or with a cocktail by the pool. And I know that this sounds so cheesy. Like, I'm like, oh, a love letter. But I would love to get a love letter. There's really, like, nothing. I yeah, mean, I like that. The other day, Nick wrote me, like, he put a little post-it on my mirror for when I woke up, and it said, you are beautiful. Have a great day. I love you. It was, like, three sentences, <laughs> and I haven't taken it down in two weeks. Like I don't blame you. That's how much I love like love letters that i'm willing to keep like post-it notes for
1: weeks when i moved into our old apartment Ian put up a postcard of a cat and he put like a a a bubble like a language bubble like words coming out of its mouth and it said welcome to the apartment angie
0: that's so cute (laughs) and we left
1: it taped up on the wall the whole time we lived there and i took it with me now it's on our fridge in our new apartment that's so sweet i know see all you damn men have to do is but write a little thing yeah if
0: you do like a little thing we'll keep it forever imagine it's if true. You, if you write a, us a love letter Ugh. like do you even know like think look at how we're reacting to like one sentence on little pieces <laughs> of paper like if you write us love letters jesus jesus
1: although I'm not crazy about it being delivered by the waiter like no uh,
0: yeah i don't like
1: see i don't like when it's like too much It's got to be just enough.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of, I guess it's a little weird to be like, this is for you, madame. Yeah,
1: uh, I. and he has to say madame. Madame. (laughs) This is for you, madame. Uh,
0: Although, I don't know, there's a way where it can be done really sweetly with the waiter. Perhaps. I mean, I love like cheesy romantic things. Like if someone's like, get dressed and meet me down at the restaurant at six and then they leave and then I find like a love letter waiting and then a bottle of champagne arrives and like, I don't know, like a movie,
1: you know? Yeah, kind of reminds me of Pretty Woman. Yeah, and
0: then you come down to dinner and they're playing like your favorite song.
1: See, at that point, I would be like, too much. I'm overstimulated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but maybe we just have to go to Los Cabos and, and find
0: out. Let's go to Las Ventanas and talk to Ms. Palma. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I was reading. So guys out there, take notes. Take some notes. All right, we are about to jump into our mailbox, but first, let's take a quick break to thank some of our lovely sponsors. Mm-hmm. We would like to thank our sponsor, Tree Hut Watches. Tree Hut Watches are these really cool watches. They're a perfect way to celebrate special, unique, and meaningful people and moments. They're great for gifts. Christmas is coming up. Hanukkah is coming up. All that jazz. And one thing that I think is really cool is that you can
1: engrave these watches. Yeah. So like if you're in a new relationship, you could do like our first Christmas. Yeah. 2017. Okay, that's kind of a cheesy engraving.
0: Uh, but fine. not that what I would not that what I would put is any less cheesy. I always, you know, Nick's last name is Rad, so I like oh. always engrave everything like Rad life, which he just like rolled eye roll, big <laughs> eye roll. But I don't care. I <laughs>
1: So that would be a gift for yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I got this cool watch. The one that I chose was the Rosewood 25 Black. I highly recommend it if you're going to treehut.com to check out the Rosewood 25 Black. Super sharp. And I am gifting this one to my little brother because Aww. he's pretty cool and trendy. And I like that these watches are made in California. And that's where my little bro lives.
1: Yeah, and they're super unique. They, they are a good gift because they're made with real wood. Each watch has a unique grain and wood tone, so it will be truly special. No two watches are ever the same. And with your personal message engraved on the back, it will be as unique as the person wearing it. Oh, Jonathan, Laura's brother. Little Jonathan. Shout out to Ch-
0: Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a nickname, but I really don't have a nickname for him John, John. John, John.
1: <laughs> um, they are hand built and engraved in California, Laura's home state. Um, the tree hot watches are super lightweight which makes them fantastic for everyday wear. Yeah, that's really cool because I'm very low maintenance when it comes to my my jewelry
0: and my watches. And we are hooking it up for a limited time. Take 15% off your first order. Visit treehutwatches.com slash single. And then make sure you enter our promo code single at checkout. This special holiday offer expires on October. December, sorry, December 31st. It expires December 31st, people. So make sure you get all your Christmas gifts before then. I don't know, maybe you're the type of person that does like those belated Christmas gifts. Don't do it if you're <laughs> giving a Tree Hut watch because you want to save that 15% off. So that's treehutwatches.com slash single and then use the promo code single at checkout. We would like to thank our sponsor, RX Bar. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar And it is so good. I have one every day after I work out or sometimes just when I want a yummy snack because it's good stuff. Their core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS. And I I just don't have time to like make myself three egg whites and like pick out dates and almonds, but I want to be having these healthy things. Same,
1: but they're just like hard to eat when you're on the go and you're on your way to work. You can't like eat scrambled eggs on a plate, but you can eat an RX bar and feel totally satisfied. And that's why I love them.
0: And I wasn't a big bar person until I discovered RX bars. This is true. I really, I just like people were into bars. Like my dad, if he forgets a meal, he'll just be like, I'm just gonna have a bar. And I'm like, what dad, you need, You'd like to eat a meal but now
1: i get it bars are delicious and they're super fulfilling and these are good they're like kind of like they're not um like crunchy bars like we'll like get everywhere you get crumbs everywhere these are like nice soft
0: yeah bars. they really are the te- i'm very into the texture good texture very into the texture. I am a big texture eater. Same. I also love the flavors. Right now they have this pumpkin flavor that is truly insane. I'm also very into. I'm more of like a fruity person, so I'm really into like the blueberry, the mixed berry. But you're yeah. like
1: more of the chocolate. I lady. like the chocolate ones because they're like brownies, but they're good for you. That's so. true. There's like a, a coconut chocolate one that I'm a big fan of.
0: Nick loves the mint chocolate one. It kind of reminds him of this smoothie that we used to get. Yeah, he's real. He's very into that one.
1: So whether you like sweet or savory chocolate or fruit flavors, there's going to be an RX bar for you. RX bars come in 11 delicious flavor varieties. RX bars are gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free. There's no sugar added, no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. They're good for you. Yeah, so check
0: them out, and we are hooking it up with 25% off your first order. Visit rxbar.com slash single, and then make sure you enter our promo code single at checkout. So that's 25% off your first order. Go look at all their flavors. You can do it directly on their site, rxbar.com slash single, and then make sure you enter our promo code single at checkout.
1: All right, what do we have in the mailbox this week? All right. First up, we have uh, an email from a listener who wants to break up with a family or, you know, has an issue with breaking up with family, which is uh, we're dealing with a lot of family stuff around the holidays, sort of relevant. So this listener's name is Katie. She says, hey, ladies, love your show. I don't think it has been discussed yet, but I'm curious on your thoughts about breaking up with the family after a breakup. My ex, who I dated for four years, cheated on me. We broke up in January and I have had no contact with him since. I blocked him on all social media.
0: Great. You did a great job so far. Yes,
1: I agree. I am, however, still friends with his extended family, namely his aunt and cousin who I became very close with and most friends that I met through him on social media. I don't go out of my way to engage with them on social, but I think, oh, I'm sorry, but I like their photos, write happy birthday, et cetera, and it is reciprocated. They engage with my posts too. He texted me yesterday and said, Hi, Katie, I just wanted to let you know that it has been brought to my attention from multiple people regarding your posts on their social media. As you have noticed, I have distanced myself appropriately from your friends and family since we split almost a year ago. I would appreciate if you had the same consideration and refrained from contacting my family and friends as well very formal
0: very formal
1: um so she says first of all this does not sound like his normal text language which i believe because it does not sound like anyone um <laughs> which makes but i but
0: he's not trying to be emotional at all he's trying to like yeah
1: he's being very business very
0: business this is a
1: business transaction right so she says um which makes me think his new girlfriend the one he cheated on me with who is an english teacher wrote it <laughs> like I like that theory like she's like no you have to be proper proper grammar yeah um, I, I doubt it but anyway she says almost also most times I have not initiated contact his friends girlfriends have reached out to me multiple times saying they miss me and nobody likes the new girl. I believe this was sparked by me writing happy birthday on his aunt's page yesterday. I didn't realize that was such a crime. To add context, she commented on one of my posts less than a week ago. I figured if they were that uncomfortable, they could just unfriend me themselves. What are your thoughts? All right. Oh, and so- also, sorry. She says, I ignored his message, blocked his number, and blocked his new girlfriend on social media. Um, so she's just wondering what we think and if it's all right to keep a cordial relationship with So
0: family. I'm... It sucks because she was she's kind of you know the victim here to start with because she was the one that was cheated on by this guy and she blocked him she did all the right things I I feel bad I want to side with her but I have to say I'm a hundred percent siding with this guy I mean yeah I have I mean I just don't understand why she even wants to still maintain even a cordial relationship with his friends and family she says that they don't go out to lunch they don't hang out she doesn't go out of her way to talk to them it's just like cordial but does she does she really want to like still see what they're doing on facebook like what's an on instagram or any yeah like what's any, the point what is the point and if it is making him feel weird at all you you don't talk to him you truly really don't like him because you've blocked him you've blocked his number it's not like you're trying to get back with him and hoping to like stay in his family's good graces
1: there literally is no point for you to still be friends with them on social media how you said trying to stay in their good graces like i think that sometimes women especially we just want to be liked so it's like that that feeling of not wanting them to be like oh the ex-girlfriend and like you you want them to still like you or at least like you better than the current girlfriend so maybe that's motivating like yeah being like, "Oh, happy birthday. I'm still
0: really nice to you." But it's it's just petty. And you you really just want to yeah. like you honestly want to move on. It it's not there's no point. You're not losing anything by unfriending them. And yes, it may feel petty that he's asking you to do this and it was very formal, but he's trying to not be emotional in the way that he's asking. And maybe it'll make it'll make it easier for him and it'll make it easier for his girlfriend. And I know you don't really care about making their lives any more easier because you don't like him, but you don't want to be involved in any drama, so you should really should just avoid all all unnecessary drama and really just stop talking to his aunts and stop talking to his friends. I know you're like, well, the aunt liked my thing. Old people don't know etiquette <laughs> when it comes to social media they and don't. the breakups of girlfriends. Like, Old people just don't get it. The, of course, she's going to still like your stuff and say happy birthday because... They don't get it. They don't get it. So you can't use her as an excuse yeah. or them initiating things or them still liking your, your posts because they just, they don't know. It's really, it's up to you. And yeah, that that's what I think. I think you, you have to, you have to say, I mean, you already blocked this guy, but what I would have done is I would have, I mean, maybe I would have ignored his message if you don't want to engage with him. And then I would have immediately followed what he asked and I would have,
1: I would have defriended everybody. I don't think you need to defriend or yeah, defriend them or block them or anything. But why well,
0: still look at their posts and then just not comment. I
1: having them on their feed is still like. But like, I feel like unfriending them then is like more drama because then they're like, oh my god, did you did you no, see? No, uh, it's an aunt. She's Katie never unfriended me. She doesn't even know how to check
0: her friends. Like it's an old person who doesn't even know how to. check But like, her she friends.
1: also is friends with like all of his friends, girlfriends, whatever. Like, I just think. But she doesn't hang out with them and doesn't go to brunch
0: with them. They're not all of a sudden going to be like, yo, bitch, why did you unfriend me? It's not. She doesn't even see these people. I'm just saying you
1: don't have to do that. But I would I agree that like stop like engaging with them. It's just awkward when you do that. I get you were with him for four years. That's a long time. I guess you get close with people. So like maybe you get a pass for this year. But like. You know, like maybe just felt natural to wish them a happy birthday after wishing them a happy birthday for four years. But by next year, that's true. I'll be so far removed from them. Like, just don't. It's not like rude if you don't wish them happy birthday or like their stuff. Just like start phasing yourself away. That's
0: true. That it's hard to go like cold turkey. Like, she breaks up with this guy who cheated on her. She, it's really easy to be like, you know, screw you to the guy, but then to go cold turkey on everybody in their circle. I agree. I guess it's probably a lot harder than. And she realized, but I, I think keeping them in your feed is just weird. It's just going to be like you're going to have to constantly remind yourself to not like their stuff, and you're going to see a picture and you're be like, "Oh, that's a that's a really nice, beautiful beach," and you like it, and you're like, "Oh, shit, I wasn't <laughs> supposed to like it. That's his aunt." And then you like, well, it, maybe and then just like
1: don't unfriend them, but, but yeah, block them or whatever, so that you don't have to see it in your feed. But they don't know that you did it. It's like everybody wins. Yeah, maybe. I don't but know. I do, I, do I say just stop following your ex boyfriend. Them. I do think is being a little dramatic. I don't. I will say, I mean, like just the way, like he could be annoyed. I get why he would be annoyed that you're doing that, honestly. But like for him to like go out of his way and be like, stop liking my aunt, stop wishing my aunt a happy birthday. Like, what is it to you?
0: It's a little, yeah, it's definitely petty of him, but I don't think he's in the wrong at the same time.
1: Ag- agreed. Agreed. So yeah, Katie, stop liking them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. What else do we have in the mailbox?
1: Okay. Now we have an email from Stephanie. Stephanie says... I want to note that I'm from the UK and your advice and topics are totally relevant over here as well as in the States. That's good to know. Fantastic. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, She says, us British girls can totally relate to the craziness of today's dating scene. Now for my dating question. I have recently met a guy through an app and we have been on a few amazing dates. We have so much in common and get on so well. My only issue is that he is the same height, if not a bit shorter and more petite than me. I know I shouldn't let this bother me, but it does play on my mind a lot. I could totally see past it, but what bothers me is that other people may tease me or think that it is weird. I feel like I am being so superficial, but I don't know how to overcome my concerns about the stigma of dating a guy who is shorter than you. I would love to know your thoughts on this. I feel like at the moment, this is the only thing holding back a potentially great relationship.
0: Hmm. Do you want me to say my opinion first?
1: Sure. So... Number
0: one, you really can't be paranoid about what other people think because they are not in your relationship and who gives a shit. If you walk into a restaurant, they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, that guy's like four inches shorter, three inches shorter. Just be like, I mean, Tom Cruise is crazy, but like, just be like Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, okay?
1: I mean I can't imagine having the kind of friends that like if there's nothing else wrong with him if he's a great guy and he's really nice and like I really like him what shitty friends would be like yeah but he's short <laughs> yeah the,
0: the real thing is you need to not get rid of the guy you need to get rid of yeah. your friends uh, yeah if you have like friends that would that would be think it's weird that you're dating a short guy although it's really easy for me to say that but if I'm being honest in my past when I've dated guys that are like smaller than me or shorter than me because I've dated like there's been like a few. There was one guy, he he was great. He like worked for, I think he like worked for the MBA like in the office and he mm-hmm. like went to Harvard and he was like so nice. But he was like maybe an inch shorter than me and I just really couldn't, like I wanted to like him, and the conversations were nice, but I just couldn't. The physical attraction I just
1: couldn't. Yeah, but that it was, wasn't there. You, it's one thing if you're not attracted, yeah. like then you can't force attraction. but if don't like base it on what other people are gonna think a hundred percent. but also, I this is what I will say. My whole life, I'm like a pretty tall person, and I was always like, I can't date anybody that's my height, let alone shorter. like I like taller guys. Uh, I'm not attracted to shorter guys. Ian is shorter than me. And when I met him, it just like didn't matter. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes like personality and I mean, he's got a good face. It's just shorter than my face. It's weird. I, I never, have to look I, down at it.
0: I never even realized that you were that much taller than Ian.
1: I know that if Ian was here right now, he'd be like, no, I'm taller, but he's not. He's not <laughs> taller than me. And short guys love to act like they're tall, which is funny because it's ju- it was just facts that we're dealing with and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't wear heels anymore. actually I do honestly I, I wear higher shoes and I just don't care are we talking anymore. about facts
0: you do wear heels or you don't because you're like I don't wear heels what do I do <laughs> what, what are the
1: facts I wear, what, what would you consider the shoes I'm wearing now I wear booties they're two and a half inches they're two and a half inches which is not that high but high when you got a short boyfriend but I wear them anyway and I'm proud to be sh- seen in public with my <laughs> short little man
0: yeah so that is what's dumb is that she's like she feels like it could be a potentially great relationship. It's funny. The only thing that bothers her is what other people think. And that's really something you have to get past because if you're worried about that when it comes to dating, I have a feeling that this is something that pops up in other aspects of your life, whether it's like wearing things because you think other people will like them, but they're maybe not what you want to wear or keeping jobs because you think they sound cool. Yeah. Like I, I just have a feeling that this issue of caring what other people think probably pops up in other issues. So it's just something I would maybe do a little soul searching and you might want to kind of think about and, and address, see if it pops up anywhere else. Or, and if you could could work on that a little bit. Agreed. Um. Do we have – Anything else in the
1: mailbox? We have a message. Yay, my favorite. We can do one of our uh, dramatic readings. Okay, let's do it. This is a short one. This is a short one from Marissa. Hey, Marissa. Hey, Marissa. So, would you like to play the gentleman? I always like playing the guy. Okay, I'll be the lady. Bet you give good head. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong, shrug emoji. What needs to happen to get you to suck my dick? (laughs) Oh, my God. You can start by not having your first communication with me. Be about... My dick sucking abilities. So I'm going to go ahead and say this guy's handle is TD Murdoch. Because I'm calling out TD Murdoch. But we don't know what dating app
0: this was. Yeah, so. I can't. She screenshot it where I can't see. I love Marissa's response, by the way, when he says, bet you gave good head. And she's like, I mean, you're not wrong. She, I, which would, is so I would funny. not have even engaged with it. No, I know. But it's funny that she was like, She obviously is so not into this guy and thinks he's the biggest douchebag. But I love that she's like, look, bro, you're not wrong and you're not going to experience it because you said that to me.
1: So it's just funny. Like, yeah, you're going to miss out on a lot of girls that give great head if this is the way you talk to women. Yep. I hope the conversation ended right there yeah. and they were unmatched because that's all you got to say right I hope there. So.
0: Thank you guys for sending in your questions and your messages. We love them so much. If you want your listener questions answered or if you have funny text messages from an app that you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Remember to keep all your questions a paragraph or less, otherwise, they're too long to read. On the podcast. Um, but we love, we love getting them and, and we write back to everybody. Sometimes it takes us a couple weeks, few weeks, sometimes the latest a month. We try to keep it yeah. around a week or two, but uh, we, we will we, always get back to you. And we read every email. Uh, all right, guys, it is time for us to dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is owning the holidays. Yeah, so we came up with a few different ways That you can own the holidays and a few different ways of explaining what that means exactly to us. Yeah. So, number one, I said was give a good gift. When in doubt, go funny or sentimental. For example, my example of a good gift is something that Angela gave to me recently for my birthday. I was going out to LA to pitch a TV show in. And Angela couldn't come because she had just started a new job. And she gave me this amazing little goodie bag, including a shirt that said, Pitches,
1: Please. Which I later learned was a Pitch Perfect reference, but it also works when you're doing Hollywood pitches.
0: Exactly. And I had to go up by myself, and it was the first time I had ever gone out by myself to do pitches on behalf of both of us. And I was so nervous and scared because... You know, Angela is my best friend and our chemistry's so great. And I know that if my mind goes blank, I have her there with me. So she made me a goodie bag of also in the car when we're like driving on to pitches. I'm like, oh, where are we going? And Angela's like navigating for me. And I'm like, okay, we got to do research on the people. And she's doing that. So anyways, I was like, how am I going to navigate and do research? So she got me a little like navigation thing to stick on the dashboard for my phone. Yep. Pitches, please. shirt navigation thing for my phone and then she got me a bunch of
1: trail mix I, yes i got you i think gum gum you know in so case you want to be funky fresh
0: yeah but we always eat trail mix in the car yeah. so she made a little gift um and then elsie's example
1: of something i gave you yes also like, laura is one of the best gift givers so th- oh, I, I have to step up my game
0: gift giving is one of my changing. love languages i love <laughs> giving gifts I, I Whenever people tell me I'm a thoughtful gift giver, it just means so much because it is how I show my love. And I, and I also, because it's one of my big love languages, I also appreciate thoughtful gifts. They don't have to be expensive. They just have to be thoughtful. Um, so I gave Angela a gift. I wanted to give her something funny and meaningful when she moved
1: into her new apartment. I'll, I'll let you tell. You got me uh you know those they're they're like they look like religious candles, but they have pop culture icons on them. Laura got me a dolly Parton one mm-hmm. that now lives in my kitchen, and she got me stemless wine glasses, which I really wanted
0: and i I had to text her mom to find out what she yeah. needed,
1: yes, which was also really thoughtful, yeah,
0: a good mix of thoughtful with funny, I feel like is a good gift, yes, um and then we talked about this a little bit earlier, number two for owning the holidays. our advice is.
1: Don't show up to the party empty-handed. No, you cannot. You cannot do that. My mom would say, Don't show up with your hands in your pockets.
0: I I know I like shamed Angela a little earlier for being store-bought cookies, but really there's no problem with store-bought cookies if you're not if you're not a, a baker yourself. It's really just don't show up empty-handed. Store-bought cookies, whatever. Wine. It's, wine. Like honestly, it's not about money. It, you could show up with like $5 bodega flowers for somebody's birthday and that can be just their gift. And they're like, everyone loves flowers. Like always just show up with something. Don't show up for any holiday party this season. Don't show up for the holidays at all without something in your freaking hands. Don't But go I any- have
1: a question. What? cuz you have a party coming up and you said don't bring anything. What about when people say don't bring anything? Do they mean bring something?
0: That's that's on them. If they say don't bring anything, you don't have to bring anything. But if you want to bring something to my party, you can. I have a little more people coming than I realized. So, okay, if you feel like bringing something. You actually can. <laughs> After I sent that email, I got like four people asking four people emailing me asking me if they can bring like multiple friends so oh my god so the list went up after i sent that email i kind of regret telling people not
1: to bring anything see communicate with your party hosts. <laughs> yeah follow up even when they say don't bring anything if
0: they say don't bring anything like you really don't have to but if they really say don't bring anything maybe it's maybe it's because like they have um like, it is kind of annoying if you're like, don't bring any food because you have all the, f- the food looks beautiful and you have it like all set up how you want. And then someone brings like some like wonky, you know, <laughs> wonky looking like hummus with like, you know, and you're like, sure. I don't want this out on my beautiful <laughs> planned. But but you can never go wrong with flowers. and You can
1: never go wrong with a
0: bottle of wine. True. I know it's basic, but people, even if the wine doesn't get. Get drank at the party.
1: It will get drank.
0: It will get drank. Or
1: it will be brought to another party.
0: <laughs> yeah, but people love to like stuff it in their cabinet because I love I love whenever I host a party I like fill up my wine cabinet if it's in yeah. it, anyway. <laughs> okay. So don't show up anywhere empty handed. This is life advice for anything like birthday parties. Just stop showing up empty handed. New Year's party's coming up. I physically can't show up to a party to a housewarming or a birthday without something in my hand. Like I said, it can be bodega flowers. Um and then our other advice is h- advice on how to throw a good party.
1: You're a good party thrower. Well, thank you. You
0: have very unique party ideas. I do. I have a classical music night coming up where I have a four-piece music, a quartet, some people would say, <laughs> playing, but we're going to have it's going to start with I got food. I'm going to play some like fun music and we got I got all this like food catered and then and then we're gonna like sit. It's called cozy clothes and classical music. So I bought slippers for every guest, and so people are gonna wear slippers. And then we're gonna cuddle on bean bags and listen to like a quartet play Bach and Beethoven. Definitely unlike
1: any party I've ever been to. Thanks.
0: But What kind of advice do you have for for throwing a good a good party? What are the what what makes a good party?
1: Well, one of the most I guess you could say stressful things about having throwing a party is like feeling like you need to talk to everybody. Yeah. So I think like don't put a lot of pressure on yourself for that sort of thing. Like everybody's just happy to be there and like socializing with each other. Like don't feel guilty if you didn't spend a significant amount of time with other people. You know, just like you have fun.
0: And I would say more engage, like a few engaging conversations is better than than feeling like you have to like say three sentences with every person. Because it's not gonna feel genuine. As long as you say hi to everybody, it's fine. Yeah. And I would say it's all about the little details. When in doubt, you you don't wanna run out of food. And a little trick of mine that just makes parties feel a little a little more kind of polished is to label the food. Just take like even a little white piece of paper, you fold it in half and you write the food. Even when the food seems obvious, I've noticed that, that people like to know what they're, they love to see the food labeled. So like even if I have popcorn, I'll put like, whether it's just buttered popcorn or whether it's like Parmesan truffle popcorn. People love to know if you've got cheeses, you like label what kind of cheese it is. If you got that like is, a little. That's a thoughtful touch. A little tart. People are like, "What? what's in this tart? You know, and they're like, I guess I'll find out. But it's just so much fun if it's like butternut squash ricotta tart. You know. That sounds good. Label the food. It makes it just that little extra polish. Oh, you know what?
1: One other thing. Yes. Treat yourself to a cleaning lady the next day. Yeah. Because to me, the worst thing in the world is when you wake up after you had a great night and you're a little hungover. The last thing you want to do is like clean up your disgusting apartment. So I don't know. As I get a little older, I have a little more means. I think it's worth every penny.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more with that. And then the last two things with throwing a good party is I would say... Have the music at a level where people can talk over. I've gotten so annoyed lately. I've gone to a couple of parties where the music is blaring and I'm like, this is not fun. Like I can't talk to anybody and nobody's dancing. It's not a dance party yeah. and it's not a talking. Like what is this? So have it be at like a reasonable level. You want people to have com- good conversations. but make sure there is music and then make sure the lighting is not bright where it looks like an office and it's not trying too hard to be romantic. I also went to a party (laughs) recently where it was like pretty much like pitch black dark. And I was like, this is so, this is trying way too hard. Like to like get the mood set. Like you couldn't, Mm -hmm. you can't like see people like put some freaking lights on.
1: Well, if you're having a Christmas party, it's a little late, but I, I love Christmas lights. They're, little, yeah. they're kind of tacky every other part of the year if you have them up in your apartment. But in, around Christmas, you can have the Christmas lights. Yeah. We have two more
0: pieces of advice for you to own the holidays. Um, second to last, dress the part. When in doubt, a holidays are a time to be the overdressed one at the party. It's fun to be festive. You're not being stupid. You're being fun, and just don't be that person that takes yourself too seriously. Like, don't be that asshole that is too cool to wear an ugly sweater at an ugly sweater party.
1: I agree. You're 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 actually the opposite of cool if you do that. You're a big old nerd,
0: yeah. and you're just no like a no fun person that thinks they're too cool to be festive around the holidays. Like oh, I'm too cool. I just like I just like to wear my like flannel shirt or no, even flannel shirts are somewhat can be somewhat festive. <laughs> like honestly, like, I'll just wear my hoodie. I'm too cool to wear an ugly sweater.
1: This is the first year i uh, I asked my family to do an ugly sweater party for Christmas Eve. And I did it uh, by shaming them and saying this family is no fun. So I challenge you. No pressure to participate. <laughs> but I don't recommend <laughs> shaming. But but I don't know. It worked for you, right? Well, everybody texted me and said that they are going to wear sweaters. So we'll, Fantastic. we'll see. I'll let you know.
0: This is great. I can't wait to see the pictures. Uh, and then the last. Do you have any other advice for dressing the part?
1: Um, no, I'm really just all about ugly sweaters.
0: So. Yeah, ugly sweaters. And just be festive like dress up it's fun like i love showing up at parties with gloves around the holidays Ooh. just you can't be overdressed i mean you can be if you <laughs> like are really that person but but it's it's just yeah. you're you're more fun
1: lean into your holiday cheer
0: yeah and then the last piece of advice is when in doubt if you're feeling antisocial and you're with the family at the holidays just go find the babies and the dog definitely the dog yeah all about the dog. You'll usually find me with the babies and the dog cuz I just there's only so many conversations I can have with adults without before I
1: social anxiety hits strong. It's true. Um, I usually also for, uh, when I'm feeling like anxious about cause like, I don't know, helping clean up around the holidays with other people's families makes me feel anxious cause I'm like, I don't know how to wash this dish.
0: <laughs> so my strategy. <laughs> but you don't want to be the jerk that doesn't offer.
1: Right. So what I do is I make sure that I kind of focus on stuff that's easy to put away.
0: Oh, that's good. That's
1: like, I'll put this salt and pepper away. Thanks. What? I, I choose the easy things.
0: That's so smart. I also get like anxiety with helping clean up because like i also don't really want to
1: well yeah that's for sure
0: but a great way to to like look like you're helping a lot is to clear plates like you just yes and then you just like take oh i've got your plate i've got your plate and everyone's like
1: oh my god thank you so much and then you hand it off to whoever's doing the dishes
0: whoever's actually doing the work (laughs) and it like looks like you did so much work because you took everybody's plate and then everybody at the party saw you help because you took the plate from like the 20 people at the table so it really like everyone's like you're a saint but you really just hand off the then you bring the plate to the kitchen you put it on the counter
1: and hey you know what a note to any guys that are listening i have noticed this at every party i go to men just like kick back and yeah what the fuck all the women will clean this is like this weird thing that has like stayed over from the 50s get up Get up and help. I noticed that too. The men are never helping clean. They're like watching football or some man shit. No.
0: It goes so, especially if you're a guy that's going to, that's going to like a woman's house. Go you make sure you ask the mom what she needs help with. Don't think that that's just like a lady thing or that it's like weird to ask or that she doesn't want your help. She might say no, but just asking goes so far.
1: Yeah if you see the, the post-it notes are a little thing, asking is a little thing, but they go really far. This is true.
0: All right, anything else to add for owning the holidays? And I feel like
1: we we nailed it.
0: Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> if you guys follow our advice, you're gonna own the holidays so hard. So hard, <laughs> so hard. All right, it is time for our reason of the week breakdown. It's the holidays, which means it's time for
1: Fuck, Mary, Kill holiday <laughs> edition.
0: All right, are you ready to play?
1: I'm so ready. All right, we're
0: both gonna play. Um, you you read first.
1: Okay, so Fuck, Mary, Kill Santa Claus. Hanukkah Harry and Mrs. Claus. Oh
0: man, um, I don't even know exactly what Hanukkah Harry looks like to you. John Lovitz. Oh, it's just John Lovitz. Interesting. <laughs> yes. um, okay, I'm going to. Oh, this is hard. I think I would fuck Mrs. Claus.
1: Of course you would.
0: What? I don't. I'm not into like John Lovitz or any version of santa claus remotely okay. too old i just can't okay. i right. can't even like jokingly <laughs> joke about
1: that you can't even jokingly fuck santa claus fine <laughs> you're no fun
0: but but mrs claus like i mean santa claus is like always around so she's probably like i know and then he's working so hard for christmas so she's probably not getting any action she's probably like ready to have fun you know
1: yeah that's
0: thoughtful i just feel like their sex life is not that exciting.
1: Sure, Or maybe it actually is. Could it, I guess it could go either way. I mean, they have a lot of free time for the rest of the year. That's the right? good point
0: where they're all they're doing is going to like BDSM. Event. Right, <laughs> they're just
1: fucking nuts up until like November. Well, then, and then good they have to hunker down. I
0: still will go with Mrs. Claus because she can teach me a thing yeah. or two.
1: Who are you going to marry?
0: Um, I'm going to marry. I'm going to marry Santa Claus. I know really? this is bad because I'm Jewish. Interfaith, interfaith. And I'm killing Hanukkah Harry. I just don't... I'm killing Hanukkah Harry because he's so much unknown. I, you know, the, he's a wild card.
1: <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about him. Well, you know what? I always root for the underdog. So I'm going to say I'm marrying Hanukkah Harry. All right. I'm going to marry Hanukkah Harry. Um, I think i I'm gonna fuck Santa Claus because you know i I'm a chubby chaser, so it this wouldn't be outside of my realm of possibility true. I'm sorry, Mrs. Claus. I'm going to kill you, oh, so sad
0: all right, next up, fuck Mary kill Rudolph dancer or Prancer.
1: um, I think you gotta you gotta fuck dancer, right? Dancers like probably a little wild mm-hmm. of of the reindeer um kill prancer. And I'm going to marry Rudolph cuz again I like an underdog.
0: You know what? I'm going I I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. I yeah. l- I I always like choose the runt whenever, you know, how I pick my my dog, I always choose <laughs> I always choose the runt. I always choose someone that was like kind of made fun of but then they like they rebound and they become like the star you know right yeah now
1: sam is a majestic creature
0: yeah and then like and then like even nick he was like scrawny little kid who then like who then like late in high school like bursted into like
1: the hottest person i've ever seen you know i've never thought of nick as a rudolph but i guess he's a rudolph nick nick
0: is a rudolph like kind of like the underdog who then like made a big comeback like at the end of the story oh so i gotta marry
1: rudolph all right, next round. Oh, it's my turn. Huh. Fuck, Mary, kill. Will Farrell in Elf. Uh huh. Chevy Chase in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Or Bill Murray in Very Merry Christmas. Oh, man, this is Slash, hard. Slash, I would say Scrooged, which is my other favorite Bill Murray Christmas. So. I'm going to
0: kill Chevy Chase just because I've heard he's Cray um he's a dick and <laughs> just not a nice person and then all oh, this is hard because i love bill murray but it's, it's and I their love characters
1: in the movie keep in mind so like right. if you're fucking will ferrell you're fucking buddy the elf
0: okay yeah that's true um <laughs> hmm. which is fine he is an adult he is a consent consenting adult. Consulting adult he he got che- down with che- zoe deschanel yeah that's true chevy chase is just so like yeah, I'm still killing him because even even in <laughs> National Lampoon, he's just like, ah, what's going on, you know? Um, and then I think I think I would fuck Will Ferrell. I can't... The whole elf spiel would get pretty annoying pretty quickly if you're married to someone like that, you know? Right. But he's probably got a lot of energy. A ton of energy in bed, especially, yeah, an elf for sure. A ton yeah. of energy it would make it really fun. I'm very into role-playing, so I could, like, get on board with the whole elf thing, no problem. And then... I would, I guess, marry Bill Murray in A Very Merry right. Christmas. Okay.
1: Um, controversial take from me, not a huge Bill Murray fan. I love the movie Scrooged, but Bill Murray himself, I feel like I've, I've heard he's kind of a jerk in real life. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that. Yes. So he was like not nice to Gilda Radner in the 70s when they dated, and I'm still holding a grudge about it. Mm. Um, you so are I'm, a big, big Gilda fan, as I am, am I. So I'm going to kill him. Um, I think I'm going to... Fuck Cherry Chase in National Lampoons, just Mm -hmm. because he's like a dad, dad bod. Yeah. Um, And whatever, I'll marry Buddy the Elf. All right. I would live in the North Pole. That's fun. No problems there.
0: Okay, next up. Fuck, Mary kill. Charlie Brown, the Grinch, Frosty the Snowman. Charlie Brown's a cartoon, so the fact that we are talking about a child is (laughs) not at
1: play here. in, In our version of things, it's like, an adult charlie brown i'm sure there's an adult doing and, the voice and we are a cartoon as well right exactly
0: um okay we're not into kitty porn at all that's
1: illegal <laughs> Well, I think I would kill Frosty because he like is gonna die anyway. He's gonna melt. It's like, and I get too attached. I would be really sad. It's
0: basically like cuffing season. Like, but he, yeah, he actually like he doesn't. You don't break up with him after cuffing season. Like, he dies.
1: Oh my god, Frosty is like the OG cuffing season guy. Truly, he disappears after the winter. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> we should write a children's book about this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Frosty's dead. Um. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna actually. I want to marry the Grinch. Mm-hmm. I like the Grinch because at the end he has a his heart grows several sizes, okay, and he's a good person in the end. But he's got a little edge, so I like that. And whatever, I'll fuck Charlie Brown. Why not?
0: Okay, I'm going to fuck Frosty the Snowman because I don't know. I'm sure like the the ice would be like fun <laughs> texture to incorporate in the bedroom. Refreshing, very refreshing. I'm killing the Grinch and I'll marry good old Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. Okay,
1: mm, your turn. Okay, fuck Mary, kill Ebenezer Scrooge, Bob Cratchit, or the Ghost of Christmas Past. This is the Christmas Carol edition. Um,
0: I'm not as familiar with. It's been so long since I've seen this movie. <laughs> um, I mean, Ebenezer Scrooge is the worst, right? So I'm yeah. gonna kill him. I would fuck a ghost because that just sounds very exciting.
1: I really want a soundbite of you saying I would fuck a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I want that to be my ringtone. And then Bob Cratchit,
0: he was the nice one in the movie, right? That was kind of treated badly. So I'll marry good old Bob Cratchit.
1: Okay, that's nice. Um, My gold digger instincts want me to marry Ebenezer Scrooge, but you're right. He's too mean. I'm going to kill him. Uh, I will marry the ghost of Christmas past because it would be really baller to be married to a ghost, I think. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I'm sure, I'll fuck Bob Cratchit. Give
0: him a good night. He had yeah, such a, he's got a hard life. He had a bad life, a bad night, especially with Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay, next up. We got two more for you guys if you're still listening to the podcast. <laughs> I hope this you're point, playing along at home. I hope so. If you're still listening. Fuck Mary Kill, Jack Frost, Jack Skellington, Jack Black in the Holiday. Go. Let's do a speed round. Okay.
1: Um, I would marry Jack Black in the holiday because I love that movie. I would fuck Jack Skellington and I would kill Jack Frost because he's creepy. I, samesies, I have no changes there.
0: Great job. (laughs) Okay. All right, last one. What do we got? Nailed
1: it. Next, Tim Allen as the Santa Claus, Ed Ed Asner as Santa Claus in Elf, or Tom Tom Hanks as Santa in Polar Express. This one. Battle of three Santas. This one's
0: easy. Marrying Tom Hanks as Santa in Polar Express because Tom Hanks is just, I know it's him as Santa, but he's still just like the ultimate nice guy. Like everyone loves him. Not a bad thing to say about the guy. Like, like, just love Tom Hanks. He's he's the, the, the epitome of nicest. Yes. Uh, I would fuck Tim Allen as the Santa Claus because, you know, I loved Home Improvement back in the day. And then
1: I would kill Ed Asner um here's the thing i would definitely kill tim allen because he's kind of crazy in real life and he doesn't believe in evolution so he's got to go oh i didn't know that um but but i'm only hooking up with him so i know and he is technically the santa claus who i assume santa believes in evolution i don't know but in the movie the santa claus if you kill santa claus what makes
0: you think santa believes in evolution i
1: just feel like he would i get that vibe from him talk about this (laughs) he seems like a science guy i don't know
0: for a guy that flies on a sleigh, he believes in
1: like gravity and science? Yeah, Laura. He's very worldly. Okay. um, But in the movie The Santa Claus, if, <laughs> if you kill Santa Claus, then you become Santa Claus. So that's actually kind of cool. I don't know. I like that. So I'm going to kill Santa Claus in The Santa Claus and become Santa Claus. You're
0: going to murder your husband?
1: No, I'm I'm killing him. Oh, you're killing him. Then you are Santa Claus. And now I am Santa Claus. Wow. Um, I'm going to... Fuck Tom Hanks because it would be gross to fuck Ed Asner, and I will have a platonic marriage with Ed Asner. <laughs> Fantastic, uh,
0: um, <laughs> guys. We we hope that that was informative, <laughs> educational. Yeah, of course. Well, what we really hope is that we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for the this week's. This is why you're single podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and our audiobook is available on Audible.
1: Get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a list of our sponsors and their codes check out our podcast page on this is why your single show.com we're also on social we've been socialing it up
0: we've been we've been doing more jokes on our Instagram we've been doing lots of funny memes we had our friend uh she's been on the podcast twice from Big Kid Problems. She gave us a little social media lesson. So we've now learned how to create memes and we've been memeing it up.
1: Yeah, we're we're real influencers now. Yeah. So we if- just hit 10K, which isn't isn't
0: a lot. Like Angela says, that's how many likes uh Instagram models get for like
1: one post. But yeah, for like white the the teeth strips yeah. that they promote.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. But but we're excited and we appreciate all of you guys for following us and for for commenting because we really do. We see all the comments and it makes us little our little hearts happy.
1: Yeah. So if you're not following already, you can follow at your single show. You can also follow our personals. I'm at Sparadactyl on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Laura Lane Rad on
0: Insta and Laura Lane on Twitter.
1: You can like and subscribe to us on iTunes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great holiday. And if your holiday already passed, then I hope it was also great. We love you guys. See you next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. ba ba ba, ba This is why you're single. ba ba ba, ba
0: That was a HeadGum Podcast.